We know our world is changing, but a new study recently released by the Barna Group shows just how much spiritual beliefs are changing in our American culture. These startling statistics show why discipling the next generation is so important. Our kids, our culture, are losing sight of who Jesus is. Here in season two of it starts with a conversation. How we speak into these changing spiritual beliefs of the next generation is part of our holy roar. The Barna Group statistics are so relevant to how we approach discipleship conversations with our kids. So stick around. I'm going to cue the intro, and then we'll talk about our most. Foundational conversation in the Destination series, which I'm calling "Self or Savior." In a world filled with a lot of talk, the Family Disciple Me Ministry encourages intentional, meaningful, biblical conversations with those God has entrusted to us. In these drastically changing times, join us as we discuss the eternal truths of God's Word and relevant topics. As well as how to engage the next generation about these, it's true. Discipleship starts with a conversation, so let's jump into a conversation starter right now. I gave my life to Jesus when I was a very little girl. Honestly, I didn't come to Him as my Lord and Savior because I was in love with Him. I was actually more afraid about hell because I went to a fire and brimstone church when I was very little. But over the years, as I grew up and as I became an adult, and in the decades since I've been a grown-up, I have fallen more and more in love with my Lord Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. He is my Savior, and not just in my head, in my heart. I love God. I want to follow him. I want to live for him, and I want the next generation to know him. If you're listening to this podcast, I feel that probably you are the same way. You love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. But here's the thing: according to the American Worldview Inventory 2021. A survey from the Arizona Christian University, in association with the Barna Group, this inventory says that fewer and fewer people are in love with the Lord God. In fact, a whopping forty-three percent of millennials either don't know, don't care, or don't even believe that God exists. That forty percent of millennials is a comparison to. Thirty-one percent of my generation, Gen Xers, or twenty-eight percent of Boomers. So basically, according to the survey, according to these statistics, the trend is going toward people not even believing that God exists. Twenty-six percent of my generation believe that when they die, they'll go to heaven only if they confess their sins and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's twenty-six percent of my generation, compared to forty-one percent of Boomers. But here's the thing: in the Millennial generation, only sixteen percent of them 
believe what the Bible says about confessing their sins and accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior as the way to heaven. There are profound spiritual changes happening in our culture right now, and I'm going to include a link to this inventory in the show notes so that you can look at this and you can consider the implications of this. And I could talk all day and pontificate about these staggering statistics, but it all boils down to this. Will you choose the destination of self? Or savior. You know, 57% of millennials, they call themselves Christians. But really, calling yourself something is very different than actually going in a certain direction. We've got a whole world of people that are living for self in so many different ways, in so many different areas. But very few seek to live for their savior. And that's what our discipleship conversation is about this week. Philippians 3, 19 and 20 says this, Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Granted, this makes us the weirdos of the world, doesn't it? This makes us the ones who are the fools. This makes us the ones who get all the labels. But here's the thing. I'm in love with my Lord Jesus Christ. I love spending time with Jesus. I love to be in God's word and hear his voice. I love to experience him. I love to feel his presence, to know his goodness. I love to hear his voice. And as I turn around and I have this discipleship conversation with my kids, with those entrusted to me, I'm not just going to talk to them about the statistics. Those are things for me to be aware of in the background of my mind. But on the forefront of my lips, I'm going to tell them why I love my Savior. I like myself too. I mean, it's very human for each of us to love ourselves and we should take care of ourselves. But when we love self more than our Savior, that's where there's a problem as Christians. We want to teach and disciple the next generation to put Jesus first, to choose him above earthly things, to eagerly anticipate what he's going to do in our lives, not just in eternity. But in now, if our lives are all about ourselves and if our minds are set on earthly things, then every step we make and every path we take is going to be according to what we want and what we decide is best. However, if we choose to live for our Savior, then we're going to eagerly follow the path of His Word. We're going to listen to His voice. We're going to do what He calls us to do. And we're going to walk toward the destinations where he leads us. As a mom, as a pastor's wife, as a leader, it's really helpful for me to know and to understand and to process the statistics about the spiritual climate in our culture, and especially about the spiritual climate of the younger generations. And I would add, these particular statistics are about the millennials. 
they are not yet about Gen Z, which is the kids who are now teenagers, and that doesn't even mention the ones who are the littles right now. So, if the millennials are walking away from Jesus so quickly, how much more so are our kids and their generation in danger of doing so? But here's the thing: statistics never brought someone to Jesus. What brings someone to choose a savior over themselves is a love story, is an invitation to know the most incredible person in the whole universe. And as we talk to our kids about destinations in this series, we get to lay out before them the path: Are you going to live for yourself, or are you going to live for your savior? And not only do we lay out that path in front of them with our discipleship, if we're doing that, we're also laying out the path for them by our example. Our kids are watching us; they know if we're putting ourselves before Jesus. They know if we're choosing earthly things and our wants and what we want to get above God's kingdom. Proverbs three five and six says this. I think a verse that's very well known, but one that we can all take into account. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own self, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. That's a great promise, but it requires putting self. Second to your Savior, we worship God when we acknowledge Him in every path along life's way. So, friend, what are you choosing in your life today? If you are choosing to seek the Savior, then turn around and speak Him into the lives of those entrusted to you. They're watching. They may not act like it, but they are listening. And you know what? If you share the verse images with them, they're looking at those too. So, friend, I encourage you to go seek Him, and then speak Him. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. He is such a good, good God. He is such a loving heavenly Father. He is so gracious and kind to invite us into His family. May He give you peace as you walk toward Him and lead those entrusted to Him today. God bless you, friend. Be encouraged about the destinations in your life. Until next time, God bless.